Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, three adventurers boarded a passenger ship bound for Kalimdor from the Isle of Kul Tiras, and were beset by a terrible thunderstorm. To make things worse, a boatload of bloodsail buccaneers approached from the storm and started boarding. What will happen next? Repair your gear and select your role, because it is time to queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. After the show, stick around for a quick word from the players. All right, Panda Man, you are on the starboard side of the boat. You're right near the, like, you're right near, what What do they call the, the railing, I guess? You're right near the railing. I would say midship. Yeah, no, you, yeah, he, you're amidships, but you're, um, you're all the way on the starboard side. You are at the bottom of a series of stairs that lead up to two angry looking pirates who kind of have their eye on the captain in the, in the enemy boat on the very front of it is the pirate who's very gingerly caring for your missing hand axe. Um, <laughs> what, like, what would you like to do? Okay, when you say they're eyeing for the pirate, are you talking about uh, this Draenei Braille? Yeah, captain. Yeah, Braille. Our you're captain? The, okay. Yeah, your captain. Um, wonderful. Well, not that she needed to, to, to get out of my way. She's so small. But I, I, I run up the stairs here, okay, and... You know, I got that that uh, great big old axe on my back, and I I'm pretty quick with it. it, 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 it you know, it, <laughs> if I'm uh, gonna gonna say so myself, and I whip out the biggest axe you ever seen, and I don't even need to start flipping around, but I just go whap right in his okay. chest. Great. Uh, go ahead and roll me an attack roll for that. And keep in mind, you have not used the Bardic Inspiration yet. So you still have that if you want to add it to your roll. I would like to add it to my roll. <laughs> okay. That's a 1d6. Yep. So you can actually just, in the chat box, you can just type slash roll, 1D, slash roll space 1d6 and it'll add it. Well, it won't add it, but we can add it. Two. So does 10 hit... <laughs> No, I'm afraid not. That is not mm. quite going to get there. The attack. Let's see. He sort of ducks out of the way. You put a little bit too much oomph into it and not enough aim, and he's able to uh, he's able to dodge up out of the way. What uh, do you have? Anything else that you'd like to do on your turn? Oh hell! I'll get you next time. <laughs> now, I, I patiently wait my turn. Well, what I am going to do is I'm going to back up uh, just to, to be down these stairs a little bit. Just get out of melee range a bit. That's all. Okay, great. Um, if you decide to do that, you were in melee range with two combatants. If you turn around and walk away, they are 
going to have the opportunity to... I'm not giving anyone any kind of opportunity attack. I'm going to stay right the hell where I am. Okay. This fella is going to look up and see that he... Like, his wizard spellcasting buddy down here on the boat was uh, was under fire by some arrow fire. And he's going to go to the other side of his ship to see if he can get a better angle on our high elven friend. And he is going to attack with his light crossbow, trying to shoot up against the wind into the crow's nest area. And his attack Dude. is going to be a 12. Is that going to hit? Uh, 12 will miss, but okay. I do have a logistical question. If yeah. I am in a crow's nest, do I have partial cover? Because they're shooting at me from below. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say, uh, I would say, yeah, half cover. You're going to be add two to your armor class for the while you are so covered. Thank you, sir. Okay. So, yeah, that will miss. Anything else in your turn, pirate? Yar. Um, <laughs> this fella is going to see that the enemy boat also has a spellcaster. Oh my goodness, what are they even doing over there? And is going to fire a crossbow bolt. That will be an 18 to hit. Is that going to hit human yes, person? Yes, it is. Okay, you are going to suffer five points of piercing damage. You don't have any piercing resist or anything like that, do you? Uh, where would that be at? You, you don't. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, I do not. Okay. Okay. Uh, this guy is going to the the spellcaster in the far back of the boat. He is going to actually try to set fire to the sails of the ship using his flaming fiery power. Because there are still some sails left. Uh, okay. Wow. So the back sail of the ship uh, that is hanging from the mast that our high elf is at the top of bursts into flames. This injured pirate in the very front of the boat really, really felt that hit and is actually going to back up and kind of run away from the big scary panda. High Elf, Archer, in the uh, Crow's Nest. You are still uh, half cover. You are still shooting into the wind, and you are surrounded by fiery sails. Yeah, that's uh, quite a hot situation there, ain't it? Um, will it take an action then to get down? I would say no, no. It would be movement to get down. Okay. Um. Then prior, if 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 that's not going to take up my action, I am going to loose an arrow at the guy who shot fire at my sail. Uh, the one on the side mm. of their boat. This guy. Oh, it was that one. Yeah. Uh, which one is the? Oh, is this the um, the leader, the mage? That's caster? that's the caster, yeah. Uh, I thought it was this guy because you moved that one towards the side of the boat. Yeah, he shot at you with a crossbow and missed. Oh, that's no, who that was. No, okay. Just because the big panda man told you not to doesn't doesn't mean you shouldn't. 
Alright, well, we're kind of on fire, and if this guy's gonna keep going, we're gonna be nothing but a pile of ashes in the middle of the ocean. Alright, um, yeah, I'm going to... They know I'm here, so I've got to roll with disadvantage. Um, yeah, let's take out this guy. Okay. And, um... You're attacking against the spellcaster. Go ahead and roll your attack for that. How about a 24? Yeah. Disadvantage. Yeah, disadvantage. (laughs) That's a pretty good Wow. Um, That would be nine piercing damage. Go ahead and describe how you snipe this wizard spell thing. After watching him loose a fireball up or a fire spell up towards our sails and ducking out of the falling sparks and ashes. I knock my arrow, pull back, and loose it straight through his eyeball. All right. He now doesn't have an eyeball or a pulse, so you did it. Perfect. Um, First blood, first blood. First blood, ear, ear, ear. The (laughs) glowing blue totem behind him is still going. And in fact, I didn't really describe this all that well, but surrounding the enemy vessel, um, you can see almost like a uh, um, like a radius around the vessel where the water is significantly less choppy. Interesting. Neat. Um, I am going to use my movement then to grab a rope and rappel down fast off this perch since the sail is on fire. Okay. Um, if that's how you're going to be doing your movement, go ahead and give me an acrobatics check just to make sure that you don't crash into the ground with excessive force. Like, I want to know how well you control the rope. 15. Yeah, that'll be fine. You you just rip zip line down. You're doing it like with the one arm above you and the one hand <laughs> behind the small of your back, like all cool style, even though you don't really have a oh, harness yeah. on. The water flicks off of you in a way that is very... Um, action oriented you consider that the only way that you could have really looked cooler is if you had put a knife between your teeth first Mm. before you went but (laughs) hey you can't be perfect (laughs) um but yeah um would that be um all my movement to get down um considering the height of the mast i would say probably all right um all right then yeah, that's uh, all I can do. Okay. Um, this pirate who our panda was trying to um, relieve him of his head earlier ducks swiftly out of the way of a great axe and just keeps on running. He's running straight toward the the friendly captain. As he moves out of your range, you can attack him as a reaction if you'd like to. Opportunity attack. Yes, absolutely. An opportunity okay. attack by which I'm going to. You've angered my Pandaren friend. A 20, just a d20? No, it's a regular oh. attack roll. Oh, really? Yeah, your modifiers and everything. Does a 13 hit? Yes. Well, I... that's 10 points of damage then. You chunk a pretty good piece out of him. He's still technically alive, but you can tell that he is having just a just a day about it, man. Like, not great. He 
hobbles away toward the toward the captain and he's going to try to take an attack against him still going that direction and he's going to roll a natural one and he's going to miss you know sometimes the dice just know when you chunk 10 elevenths of somebody's health out of them you uh the dice the dice are just aware the dice know how it works this other pirate who was standing next to the guy who you just really really just injured to heck him back is furious with you for how do you have you've you've seriously damaged two people so far with your axes and he's going to go after you uh our hefty oh, well he sure can try will an 11 meet your armor class that's funny i take that to be a no um, so yeah, now you are engaged in epic sword fiery with a pirate on the deck of a ship. Human spellcaster girl, what do you got for us? So I kind of roll my eyes because it's time to get serious. Um, I don't think you're ready to unleash the beast, but here we go. Let's see if you can handle this mammal, but I think you already know I'm the one who's running this show. I am going to use one of my switch form things to form the two forms okay. and outburst a worgen which what I in the hell <laughs> so outburst this worgen a little bit um, reluctantly but here I am and I would like to because I'm as my worgen I'm a bit more agile a bit more focused than the klutzy girl who fell on her butt a few moments ago can I jump up over this railing and land on the pirate? Uh, let's see. We're talking about a distance of... Because I have double distance right now. Yeah, you do. And your jump distance is... Your jump distance is actually calculated by your strength score. Um, <laughs> you probably wouldn't be able to just um, beast leap through the air to make it that high. Okay. But you are lightning on ice when it com- when it comes to running across any kind of surface at the moment. Okay. So if you want to take the long way around, you have more than enough movement speed to get there. We will just take the long way around then instead of falling on my butt again. So we're going to take the long way around. And is there enough space? Probably not to put me between the captain and him. Uh, between? No, probably not. Okay. So we'll just come right up next to him and go ahead and do a Worgen claw attack. As I'm coming up, I'm just kind of sweeping my claws down, like hoping to cool. get a little chunk. Yeah, roll it. See what happens. 24 is what I roll. <laughs> Good deal. So I kind of knowingly roll a 24, figuring that'll do enough damage to... Yes take him out and I'm not surprised at all when I see him just kind of not even notice me there as I swept up the stairs and just poked him with my claw and down he goes right next to the captain awesome let me actually count that movement because you might not have necessarily needed to okay you would have been able to make that movement even without using your movement speed trait so you still have that I do you still have that to use if you need it okay perfect good to know do you do anything else on your turn as attacks don't count as actions, do they or do they? Uh, yes, an attack is an action. Okay, I'm just going to stop there then. We're going to be good there. 
And in fact, I th is the did I say that, what did I say that the transformation counts as? Can you do that as a bonus action or what is it? It's just under you other no action. You put no action yeah, on it's it. Just, okay, I guess I gave it to you for free. That's interesting action economy. I think that might be a little too strong. That's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's homebrew. It's all fine. <laughs> Panda, your friend, the a little bit lewd, but otherwise perfectly normal human being, just exploded into wolfdom, ran past you, and took the head off of a pirate that was going after your friendly captain. Right next to you is a pirate who you are engaged in swashbucklery with. And behind you are a boat with a few more pirates on it. What would you like to do? Now, to call that thing over there my friend, I'd be a little bit, you know, that, that, that'd that be a little bit of a, you know, hyperbolic. I didn't know her very long at all, and I certainly didn't know she... So I'm an animal, too. Anyway, let me focus. Let me focus on the matter at hand, which is... This jerks to my left, and I got that great axe. I just look at him, look at him right in the eye, uh, and I swing right for his chest, just like I was trying to do the first time, and I miss it. I ain't gonna miss this time. I ain't gonna miss this time with a six. Actually, that's uh, yep. So when they're red like that, they're natural ones, which is a lot oh, of fun. Oh no. No. In your fury, you swing your axe high overhead, and you're going to cut this fella in twain straight from forehead to belly button. And he, like, very calmly sort of does that sidestep <laughs> thing, and the top of your... Out of curiosity, your great axe, is it, like, one-sided or two-sided? Is it, like... Is it, like, um, that heirloom axe that has the axe on both sides? Yes. Or can okay. I read Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Some of that is now below decks. Like as you crunch through, you like damage the floor <laughs> and someone underneath goes, ah! He was and sitting on the crapper. Yeah. <laughs> it just comes from the ceiling. Some poor crewman <laughs> who wasn't aware that there was even a thunderstorm, let alone a pirate attack, uh, has had some sunlight let. Well, I say sunlight. It's, it's ridiculous out right now, but has had some fresh air in uh, because you've cut a nice happy little hole in the bottom of the in the bottom of the sheepish wizard easy for you to say no it wasn't <laughs> and it still hasn't been the last few of our pirate buddies are going to actually take the leap up onto the ship here do I have enough movement speed to do this yeah I do okay so he would jump through here and okay all right Panda man, panda man, you are... Nope, that one's dead. Okay, you are surrounded by pirates. The one pirate that you gave a hand axe to is still in the boat, but is still in the enemy boat, as is the corpse of the spell slinger. Uh, but all of the rest of the pirates are now on your ship. Um, they are mostly surrounding the Pandaren, but the sails in the back of the boat are still on fire and they start to fall down onto the deck. Um, the entire back section of the boat is going to be um, difficult terrain. It's going to be, if you go through it, there's going to be a risk of fire damage. Um, and if it sits on the boat long enough, you risk dealing damage to the boat. Elf, what do you do? Oh, 
bother. Um, hmm. So there's fire between me and the pirates and my friends. Um, and yet the boat is on fire and going to start taking damage. My thought is to take out as many as we can, I think, before the boat takes too much damage. I think that's what I'm going to do. Because again, okay. I don't want to get my hands dirty. Man, Let me know what that looks heck. like. Um, I'm assuming we're talking fire here, like in a line. Uh, yeah, so you're standing sort of in the back. And I'm stuck fourth. back there. The back, uh, the back, like fifth or so, maybe back sixth of the boat. Um, the entire area between where you are and where everyone else is is uh, there's the, the sail canvas and just fire and things are falling. Like there's still pieces of the mast, uh, pieces of the sails that are falling down onto the deck. Okay, um, I'm going to move myself close to a safely, but close to a spot of fire. Can I light my arrow on fire? You know what? We went through this in our other game, and I actually don't remember what the rules are for what happens when you decide you're going to light up an arrow on fire and shoot it at somebody. I imagine your goal is to deal extra damage. Yeah, just utilizing the fate of the boat at the current point in time. Okay. Uh, I would say... I would say you'd be able to deal one point of fire damage in addition to normal damage um, by doing this. Perfect. Um, I am going to aim for, there's three pirates in a row. I'm going to aim for the middle one, um, who is still within um, distance of my panda friend, yep. which means advantage slash disadvantage, which means now we are normal shot. Right? Uh, so I'm still affected yes, by the wind. You are, you're, yeah, so you're still dealing with the wind, but you will, if you land the hit, you will do extra damage. Isn't because that like of your sneak attack? Oh, I will. Yeah, I because thought... I, because I'm within melee range. Of yes. The, the first rule is you have to have advantage. If you do not have advantage, you have to not have disadvantage, and there has to be a friendly tar well, an enemy of that target within melee range. Oh. So what's happening is in a sense. I do have, but I have disadvantage. You do not. Oh. I have disadvantage right now. Yeah, you because do. Because I'm fighting the wind, but right. I don't have um, a hidden vantage point anymore, which was going to give me advantage. So, yeah, it's so, just that's, so it's, that's correct. I don't get sneak attack damage. That is correct. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, just a normal short bow with disadvantage. How about a 20? Not natural. Yep. Okay. So that'll hit. Um, what kind of damage? Damage. Piercing plus one fire to the middle period. Okay. Yeah, you do that. Um, the extra heat from basically you weren't able to keep the arrow lit because the rain is so bad. Like it, but you were able to shove the arrowhead in there and heat it up a bit, and that dealt just that little bit of extra damage. Awesome. That's how we are going to rule that. Um, do you do anything else in your turn? That's uh, about all I got right now. Okay. Alrighty, Panda. Um, you are under attack from pirates. The one who you tried to hit earlier with your weapon is laughing at me, swinging in at you. Yeah, he's 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 a little bit of a chuckle bunny at the moment. He's he's giggling. Um, he swings at you with an eleven, and that doesn't even tickle my my, my belly. My belly fat just kind of 
you know, slides away from that <laughs> instinctively. Okay. Uh, Worgen. Magically, apparently. It is your turn. There are three pirates near you. You are between them and the captain, but your Pandaren friend is quite surrounded. Okay. So I am going to put myself a little bit more in between them and the captain, so I'm just going to kind of slide behind the dead body, I guess. That looks close. Yeah, that's fair. Just so I'm a little bit more between them and the captain, because I have a feeling that's who they're really after here, since they didn't seem to show interest coming after anyone but him when they got on the boat. And how close am I to this person here? Yeah, you're in melee. Right? melee Caddy corner, Caddy corner is fine. Yeah, perfect. So I'm gonna go ahead and do worgen bite attacks, so just sink my teeth into this meaty morsel, and see if I can do some damage. Okay. And it does a fourteen. Yeah, fourteen will hit. So how much damage do you do? It does four piercing, and then it says it also grants temporary HP equal to damage dealt. Yes. So on your character sheet next to where your health is, you should also see a section for temporary health. Perfect. Okay. Add that there. And then the next time you take damage, you're going to take it from the temporary health. Your temporary health has to go all the way down to Z. It's like a power word shield or something. It has to be completely destroyed before it starts to affect your current hit points. Perfect. And then I'm going to go ahead and bonus action. It says two weapon fighting. So I think we talked about like my dagger and my working claw would be that. Hmm. Um, I can't remember where we landed on that. Let me because the rapier is not a light weapon. We decided. Well, that's true. Um, I remember having this conversation. I don't remember where we ended on it. Let's say, let's say that we can treat your natural weapons like their weapon attacks. Because technically speaking, technically, don't send your email. Technically speaking, two weapon fighting requires a light weapon in each hand. Okay. We can, I think it's probably more, f- uh, then again. For, for lycanthropy, you get a bite and a claw. You don't get, you don't get like two claws. Um, I, I, that's how it works for like werebears or werewolves. I don't know if that works for a worgen. So could she do her bite attack followed up with a claw attack mm-hmm. instead of a dagger? Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's let's do that. Um, okay. The reason we're stumbling through this a little bit is because this is obviously a homebrewed race, and we're <laughs> still working out the kinks. So yeah, you can go okay. ahead and bonus attack a. Um, but the, the the thing is, is when you use two weapon fighting, your second attack. Uh, let me see. You you don't add the ability modifier to the damage of the bonus attack. So what's going to end up happening is you're just going to roll the Worgen Claw attack as a D8. So we're not going to do... It normally would be a D8 plus 3. Um, for a bonus attack, it's just going to be a D8. Okay. So go so, ahead. Yeah, go ahead and roll your Claw attack. So 18. So I subtract okay. 3 and it's really 15? No, 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 no. Oh. You still add it to the attack roll. You don't add okay. it to the damage. So what's the total damage? It says 8, so it would be 5. Yes. Okay, so five damage then. To the same guy? Yes. Okay, great. He is severely injured. And then I'm going to go ahead and kind of glance over at the the panda scene if he's finally going to wake up and do something. 
called out, dude. What wow. are you going to do? Wow. Well, I see everyone else just just look, look twiddling their thumbs, and I got three people on top of me, but there is one right in front of me that looks like he's, uh, you know, is you know a little bit more hurt than the others. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this dread axe and I'm going to swing right the guy right in front of me. Okay. With my great axe, does a nine hit? No, I'm afraid not. I miss him. It's like <laughs> me in my other game. I think I blew like my 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 other game's fighter was just like an attack, an extra attack, blew the 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 action surge and missed the next two as well. I could Don't forget rage. you you had haste, so you got one extra <laughs> oh, yeah, attack too. That too. It, it was it was bad. It was so bad. Anyone listening here doesn't understand that I, I've got a rage. Um, could use it. I might. I might use it next go round if. if um, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Please let's go on. Yeah. Um. It would not increase your chance to hit. Just so you're. No, aware. it would not. The farthest awayest from you, pirate is going to run across the deck uh, and he's going to make a dexterity saving throw in order to avoid being burned by the by the sails and he is going to pass and he is going to come in this way like that and swing in against the captain he kind of takes the long route my goodness captain's got plot armor man i rolled a natural one again on my attack against our friendly cat friendly brayul our friendly draenei uh buff man and uh that's a miss there is a pirate between our worgen and our pandaren who has claw attacks in him and bite marks in him and all this other stuff and he starts to panic and he's going to run back to the boat as he moves what? like he's, this. He's right in front of me. Yes, that's right. As soon as he moves out of the Worgen's melee range, you can choose to take an opportunity attack against him if you'd like to. He's still Pandaren, he's still in your melee range. We'll yeah. hold on to that for a minute. Hold on to it? Yeah, we're going to hold tight on that for just a second. Our, he moved out of range of our worgen, so the worgen can attack him as an opportunity attack uh, because he turned and ran. If you'd like to, yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. Okay, I will try and slash him with my dagger. Is that okay. something, or would it be unarmed? Uh, no, you could use a dagger attack okay. if you want. I will go ahead and I will try and slash him with my dagger and see if I can graze him as he goes away. 16. A 16 will hit. And it's 7 piercing. So he turns and runs. And you hit him in... Why can't I see his... There we are. I lost his bar for a minute. Um, You hit him just as he turns. And he does like this really dramatic like... And he falls like head over heels. And you hear... Sploosh. As he lands in the water. How's that going? Sploosh. I love it. Not to be confused with kaboom. 
it. I'm sorry. I'm, I can't. I'm not going to sit here and do Wind Waker sound effects for you people all day. Um, <laughs> the injured bandit in the boat pulls the hatchet out of his. Well, it was like messing with it and he's finally like wiggled it out. He's going to actually throw it back at the panda. Um, I don't have that in the stat block, but let's just say it's equivalent to the crossbow roll, but it would be the, just because I don't feel like looking it up, but what's the damage on a hand axe? It's 1d6. Okay, cool. Great. So it's going to be a, will a 16 hit? That mother trucker. Okay. Hit me and with he's... my own axe. So we're going to do a D6. Is three damage. Okay. It was kind enough to return the axe to you, though. <laughs> I want that back. Hi, Elf. You are surrounded on all sides by fires, which are seeping into the wood of the ship, and they're starting to spread along the deck. Yeah. Um... Putting the fire out is not heroic enough in my character's mind. Um, what is, however, is being completely reckless, and um, I am going to dash and run across the deck and make a leap for the other boat. Okay. Um, I take that to mean you're you're taking the dash action. I am taking the dash action. Okay. So you wouldn't be able to take any kind of attack on this turn? Nope. Okay. So yeah, you you haul it and um, the, the jump is a small enough distance compared to like your strength score and, oh, and, and everything and of else that when you I would land be able on the to. other boat it's a hero landing come on it just... uh, that's bad for your knees um, <laughs> yeah you have about a five foot distance to jump and you have a strength score of eight so you are able to make that jump perfect um, okay that's what happens I just didn't want to see this little dinghy go drifting away from us as soon as we kill them all the the one that's been really really easily avoiding attacks from the Pandaren is going to continue to attack in against the Pandaren. Will a 22 meet your armor class? Yes, it will. Okay. He deals seven slashing damage to you. (coughs) Oh, that was rude. (laughs) All right, Worgen, you're up. There is one, no, there is, yes, there is one pirate attacking against your captain. There is one pirate attacking against your Pandaren. And there is one pirate injured on the boat, like... On the boat! Like, on the on the enemy boat, sort of backing away from the high elf that just did, like, a heroic leap. Um, on the back half of the boat, you can see that there are fires beginning to spread. Okay. So I see my companion just leap onto the boat, and although I know he is not one to uh, look out for others all the time, we kind of have an arrangement, so I'm not worried about him just taking the boat and dipping. However, I do have a soft heart for a captain, a a man in uniform, so I'm going to go ahead and turn towards the whatever that's attacking him. I thought the other one was a captain. He kind of dresses the part. 
and I am going to kind of whisper in his ear. You know, there's nothing else going on, so we might as well give this a try. What can go wrong? And do dissonant, 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 mm, dissonant, dissonant, yeah. dissonant whispers to see if I can throw him off his game a little bit. Okay. Dissonant whispers. You whisper a discordant melody that one creature of your choice within range can hear. They must make a wisdom saving throw, and on a failed save, it deals damage, and they have to move as far as they can away from you. Okay, yep. that's cool. Um, so let's go ahead and get that wisdom saving throw going. Okay, that was an 11, and your spell save DC is a 14. Okay, so I fail my wisdom saving throw. So I go ahead and hit it now. Yeah, go ahead and hit the damage. My goodness. Is that really what the damage is? It's three DCs? D6s. Okay, yeah. The rolls were a five, a six, and a six. Those are pretty good. Wow. Um, So your spell doesn't exactly have the effect that you expected because you see him tense up and he turns to run and then he just falls flat on his face. Nice. So he's prone. Mm, He's dead. He's dead. Oh, well, yeah, I was being I was being colorful in my language, but yeah, she uh, well, the language that she used wasn't exactly insulting or scary, but still she did that to him to death. Would you like to do anything else in your turn? I have noticed that our friendly panda, although very, very big talk has oh wait, hold on, where did it go? has taken some uh, some hits, so I'm going to go ahead and use Healing Word as one of my bonus actions to see if I can help them out a little bit, because I'm not quite sure how mm-hmm. much, but I know they've hidden. You aren't going to be able to do that if you've already used... You can't cast a spell as an action and as a bonus action. Oh, you can't do... Oh, you can't do... That's what you were trying to tell me. Okay, never yeah. mind then. I'm going to not do anything. Appreciate okay. thought. Okay, tried. Also, make sure that that was a... Dissonant Whispers is a first level spell, so mm-hmm. make sure that on the spells section of your character sheet, you mark that you used a spell slot. There should be a section at the very top where it says slots total and slots remaining. Just knock that down to two. All right, Pandaren. Well, I'm going to rage! I'm not taking any more damage! Not for you and not for anyone! That's it! Turn the guy next to me and you! You, you're bleeding a little bit now. You're going to be a little bleed a lot later. <laughs> okay. Um, let me, do you have reckless attack? Okay. Um, I feel kind of bad. I don't know if it would have helped to remind you at all. You have a skill called reckless attack, which does allow you to roll with advantage whenever you want to. Um, you are... I do at st- yeah. second level, and we're level two. Mm-hmm. If you use that, everyone attacking against you would also have advantage. So you want to be careful when you use it. But the and I thirteen also a natural twenty for the other one. Yeah, the advantage. Um, you said that your attack roll was a thirteen. My attack roll was a thirteen, Pat. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, so you 
deal the damage, you slay the beast. Explain to me what it looks like when you finally cleave this noodle in twain. It's about time. Well, I'm tired of being Mr. Nice Bear. And I just take him and I go up from the bottom and slice right to the top. You got two pieces there and, you know... I don't know which one, which one your wife liked, but she's but she can pick have her choice. Nice hit. So, um, in the future, when you are raging, keep in mind that you do deal bonus damage as a consequence of raging. If you look at where the attacks are on your character sheet, you'll see that underneath the attacks themselves is a section called global modifiers. If you just click the checkbox next to rage damage, you will automatically include that in your attack rolls. Honey, using it and not using it did the same thing. Uh, thank you. Sure. Um, let's see. The next person's turn is a dead pirate, and then the next person's turn is a dead pirate, and the next person's turn is a injured pirate. Um, he sees a high elf land boom directly onto the boat right in front of him. It rocks the boat sideways slightly because he like he like landed on it from jumping down from the ship next to you. He is going to not get knocked over from that though. He's gonna barely stay on his feet. And in front of him is this elf, and he's gonna he recognizes that he's in some serious trouble because all of his friends have been slain, and he realizes that there's nothing left. So he is going to desperately try to attack. Uh, and I roll a ten for my attack roll against my elf. That will miss. Okay, it is your turn to return fire, elf. What would you like to do? You are surrounded on all sides by corpses, except for the one right in front of you, who is likely to be a corpse soon. On the far end of the boat from where you are standing, there is a blue glowing totem. Perfect. I am going to see the incoming attack, suck in my gut a little bit and dodge it, and give him this look and a smirk of like, <laughs> Got a gut. you're in for it now. And I'm going to draw my rapier and... <laughs> with nothing real is something no i rolled really bad i rolled really bad yeah you 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 got cocky and you got smirky and you got like yeah man i'm gonna teach you a lesson and then you pulled your sword out and you showed it to him would you like to do anything (laughs) else on your turn i'm sorry what was that would you like to do anything else on your turn uh no that's that's about uh, all i have um yeah so Alrighty, Worgen, you're up. Is the fire still spreading? It's, yeah, it, it's, the rains have kept it from being too, too, too bad, but basically the entire back half of the boat is, uh, is on fire now. So I'm kind Which of, rec- oh, go on. Some people would say is the definition of too, too, too bad, but okay. the boat is still on the water, which is good. So I'm kind of recognizing that, uh, this is a lost cause, this boat, and that, um, my my elf friend is the right idea so i kind of like bow at the captain and go ahead and head for this ship as well okay so um i have 30 how far is it so 15 feet will get me to the edge of the ship and then a jump i'm not sure how that will yeah your long jump distance is the same as your 
Oh, shoot. I might have this wrong. I'm pretty sure your long jump... I'm not going to look it up. I'm pretty sure your long jump distance is the same as your strength score in feet. So if you have an eight for strength, you can jump eight feet long jump. Which so you I... do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can you can make the jump. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and jump on the boat. Okay. Kinda. You land... You land kind of like right next to to uh, the elf. Okay, perfect. And then um, I'm going to go ahead and attack this lonely guy with uh, my rapier and hopefully just finish this silly battle. Okay. 13? A 13 will hit. With tell me eight. how you tell me how you run him through. So I go ahead and jump on the shift, realizing it's going to take a woman to finish this job because my two companions have not done much. And I just full force, just all my efforts stab right through him to get this fight over with because I'm just sick of carrying the load of this team. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what happens. He slurps off the end of your weapon and falls sideways over the boat down. Whoops, I'm dragging like every token. Slides sideways and downwards into the sea. Um, recognizing how bad everything has gotten on this boat and what is going on on the one that you've jumped to um, the captain Brayul and all of the deckhands immediately start running toward the starboard you know aft of the boat trying to do exactly what you guys just did which is abandon ship we are officially out of combat so we can get rid of the turn order here our human and at well our worgen and our high elf are on the boat the the smaller boat the pirate boat and our panda is still on board the main boat and so are all of the crew what would you guys like to do oh i see the captain's right near me captain what in the high hell why were they going after you do you know these people uh, so the captain who is like sweating from the exertion of trying to keep the boat even just afloat and the the heat from the <clears throat> excuse me the heat from the fire and, and everything else he turns to you and he says it is pretty normal for the pirates to attack the captain and take everything that they choose they we have not seen them in this in these seas for some time but we maybe uh, somewhere else to have this conversation and he starts to like kind of give you the head nudge like yeah we should be over there now I'm gonna go uh, inspect this totem um roll me an arcana check to see what you can tell about it while that's happening um one of the deckhands is gonna throw a line out to our war- are you staying a worgen or are you transforming back to human at this I'm point? I'm going to transform back to human at this point. I can't remember what we said, how long I was in that form for, but we'll transform back to human. Okay. You do that, and as you do, a line from the ship comes sort of flying past you. One of the crewmen has tossed a line out to try to get the rest. Like he's he's like, yeah, well, come on, we'll get everybody on the boat and we'll leave. Like he's giving you the hurry up. I rolled a six on my Arcana check. Your Arcana check. You're pretty sure it's a totem that is. Glowing. It's clear that yeah, like it's clear that it's glowing blue, and it's clear that the water around it is calm, and it's kind of obvious, especially considering you know the magical nature of the world that we inhabit. That 
it's manipulating the elements in some way or maybe is having a weather effect or something along those lines like you can tell that this is the thing that's affecting the water are immediately around the boat but you have no insight into the specifics of how it works or why it's doing what it's doing i'm gonna pick it up and crook it under my show under my my armpit and head back to the boat like back to the ship back to the big ship ship that's on fire uh yeah are are they putting the fires out no we're heading off so we're we're all we're all no everyone else is like fixing to abandon ship oh all right you see where we are we are all lined up ready to jump Alrighty. Sorry, I missed that notation. I'm going to go ahead and grab the rope, but shout back on them that they need to have the panda and the captain come over first. So try and make it clear that no one else can come over before those two, though. I'm a little hesitant how many people this boat can, can carry or that we want, so I don't quite know what I'm going to do yet with how many people are getting on. Um, well, if, if you're, if you're curious about the structural integrity of the boat, go ahead and roll me an, oh, gee, what would that be? That would be some sort of wisdom check, I think, because you're trying to like spot weaknesses or no, you know what? It would probably be more of an intelligence check because you're trying to do the mental math of like, how strong is this versus how, you know, how buoyant versus how much weight. So go ahead and roll me a, um, investigation. Yeah, I think that's probably the closest that we would want to have. I got a six. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not sure about how much weight this boat could carry. Okay. It is a significantly smaller boat than the ship you were on, but also the ship you were on did have a relatively small crew. So really, in your mind, it could go either way. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and take the rope, but like kind of shout at them that I want the panda and captain over first. Okay. Um, well, I mean, first of all, we can resolve part of that. Panda, what would you like to do? Lock hell. And I take one of the crew members and I lift him up by the scruff of his neck and toss him over into the boat. You do that easily. Um, he sort of flies across like, you know, like you were tossing a bag of grain into the back of a truck or something. Like, it's, it's not hard for you. He immediately waddles to the back of the boat, takes a seat, and starts wiping sweat off his face. All right, Captain, your turn. Uh, the captain is waving on the rest of his crew. He wants to not, he wants to make sure that the rest of his crew goes first. That's a man of honor. All right, so I'm just holding the rope, and I'm just going to start waving them on. Like, just get over here. I want to get away from this boat. The fire is spreading. We're way too close to it. Okay. Um, as you, you're like, helping to make sure that all this is going smoothly and you're keeping an eye on everything that's going on and the they're they're just boarding and boarding and boarding and you're everything seems to be okay okay um finally it's just our panda friend and uh our captain and he turns to our panda friend and he says you people you fight with honor and and grace and not a small amount of power. Who are you? I would say that we ain't nothing, but we did just kill Nazoth. So, uh, any, e- either way, you need to get in this boat. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not going to fight you now that, like, everyone else is on. So if you want to board with him, that's fine. Yeah. 
Cool. Um, everyone is on the again, like the the art of the battle map that we're playing on. It makes it look like it's kind of a dinghy. It's a little bigger than it looks on screen, but okay. it's it's large enough to to support everybody. Um, and the sails pick up with the wind, but it's not. It doesn't seem like it's the wind that surrounds you. It seems like it's. I don't know, man. Like there's just something about for 30 feet or so in all directions around this boat, the seas are kind of okay. They're a little lumpy, but nothing that you can't handle. And you sort of sail away from the, from the sheepish wizard, which is now um, beginning to sink into the depths of the great sea. As you sail away, um, Breul, the captain turns to all three of you adventurers as a group and says, I, I, I cannot thank you enough. What can I... I don't... I don't even know what to call you. Falcus. I go by Falcus. I go by Ari, and I follow Falcus around. Not as his slave or servant or anything, just to see what shenanigans he can get into. I just shrug and smirk. You can call me Butch. Well, I, Butch and Ari and Falcus, I owe my crew and I. We owe you our lives. I will, I will bring you the rest of the way in this, in in this, if if you will allow me. By all means, because I am not doing any more work. I'd sure appreciate <laughs> you, it. You cross your arms and sit down, like I'm ready to go. Like, come on, let's go already. Um, and the. The, the remaining journey is a lot easier. Um, however, it probably would be easiest if there were, you know, large piles of food and like drinkable water and things of that nature, which there's only there's like a little bit here and there. But this was um, this was not like a highly stocked uh, passenger vessel. So it's going to be a little you're going to be roughing it a little bit for the rest of the way. But in general, it's a lot better than being on fire and surrounded by pirates. At least there's someone around here that can sing. Because you sure can sing. Oh, honey, it's not singing. I can't carry a tune to save my life, but if you want me to rap you a song, I got you, boo. It'll make the journey easier, too. Um, so singing and shanties and rapping abounds for a short while until eventually the ship reaches the shores of Kalimdor and the party can disembark. Um, by way of thanks, Captain Brayul pulls a small horn that was hanging off of his hip and hands it to whom? Has it got beer in it? No, it doesn't. I'll take it. Okay. Um, he hands you a horn uh, and he says um, this is a um, the token of my gratitude. And he turns to the group of, like he says that to you Falcus specifically and then he turns to the group of you and he says thank you very much for everything. Um, be aware the Horde and the Alliance are not actively trying to kill each other today, but that does not mean that people like you and I can simply walk past the gates of Ogremar free of danger. 
I hope that you have some plan to get wherever it is that you are going safely and without trouble. Dionys Aka. And he, like he and his crew, turn to leave. Um, you are success. You have successfully arrived in Ashara. The party has defeated the pirates and has arrived in Kalimnor. But what are they doing in Ashara? How do they expect to move through Horde territory safely? What will become of the crew of the now sunken ship? We'll find out next week when we queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Heroic Dungeons and Dragons, which I'm sure you've all now realized is a podcast that combines the rules of 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons with the setting of Blizzard Entertainment's World of Warcraft. Uh, my name is Casey. I'm also known around the internet as a bonus level from Twitter and Twitch. Bartholomew from the Convert to Raid Guild and the Converted Podcast. I wanted to take a minute here to introduce the players and myself and chat for a minute about what our experiences have been, both with Warcraft and D&D, you know, kind of where we got ideas for our characters from, things of that nature. So I say, let's go around the room alphabetically. Amanda, tell the people who you are, what's going on online, what your experiences have been with D&D and Warcraft up until now. Tell us a little bit about your character, stuff like that. Yeah, so um, my name is Amanda. Online, I go by Turarts. Um, I am formerly a lead of the Convert to Raid Guild. I was on the Converted podcast for six wonderful years. Um, I have also done other podcasts like the Game Case Show with Cuddles. Um, I've been here and there and all over the place on the interwebs. I um, have been playing World of Warcraft for about 11 years now. I started in Wrath before the ICC-5 and looking for a dungeon, back when Hunters still had Volley, and I miss it to this day. I wish it was back. Uh, a hunter named Turart. So that's that's where Turart comes from. I have seen the ups and downs of expansion launches and things like that. It has been a wonderful experience to be a part of World of Warcraft so far. As far as my D&D experience goes, uh, quite little. I did a few... Uh, sessions of a campaign um with with barf and or with yeah casey and uh draven was in there and then silver was in there as well so we had a few sessions that was a lot of fun kind of got my feet wet but when casey was talking about this i knew i wanted to get involved and decided to jump head first and play something that i've never played before uh i tend to go with the Easy, stereotypical kind of roles like Hunter, where it's just button smash, button smash. And if you make a mistake, everyone's like, oh, it's the Hunter. It's fine. Like, that's what Hunters do. They leave aspect of the pack on. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so I decided to go with a, a bard because they are very extroverted, kind of in the spotlight. These one-liner quip things, stuff that I just don't normally do. Um, but I can't carry a tune to save my life. Like karaoke is never something you will see me participate in. I will encourage you to do it all day long, but I won't because cats are going to like shriek and, and children are going to cry and stuff. It's not going to be good. 
So instead of doing a singing bard, I decided to do rapping um, because, and this is going to sound so odd, rapping is something I kind of grew up with. My dad loves to randomly just bust beats like in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner or while like praying all of a sudden he starts rhyming and it takes my mom a second to realize what he's doing. And it's like, gosh, darn it, Michael. Um, Except for she says other words, (laughs) but it's just, it kind of fit. And, you know, the bard kind of goes with the entertainer. So it all kind of fell together quite wonderfully and, and Ari was born. Um, And I also thought it would be fun to play on. I've always had this fascination with like, light and dark, good and evil, things like that. So the Worgen has always been something that has interested me because they have this battle of the beast within, that sort of thing. So why not do a bard Worgen and just see where it goes? And that's kind of how the character came to be. That's great. Uh, Thanks so much for all of that. We're going to keep going right around the room with Erica. Same questions. All right. Well, Uh, my name is Erica. Um, a lot of my Blizzard friends, my Blizzard community friends, know me better as Silverbolt. That's Silverbolt with two eyes. Um, uh, also go by Worgen BM Hunter on Twitter. Um, as you can tell, my character, where where my uh, persona, or rather my Twitter handle and my in-game handle, Silverbolt comes from, is my Worgen BM Hunter by the name of Silverbolt. Um, that actually was a name that came from um, uh, Beast Beast Wars. Uh, it was a character by the name of Silverbolt, who was a wolf hawk hybrid, um, who was this noble wolf who was kind of a, a heart a, 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 a romantic towards one of the bad characters. And so I actually spent a lot of time naming my pets after other Beast Wars characters. Like I had Black Arachnia. I had. Uh, um, uh, some of the other characters as well too, which was kind of fun. Um, but that's where where my my character's name, or at least my persona name, comes from. And um, I brought myself into the convert to raid community in an attempt to make some friends in um, World of Warcraft, so that I can actually go meet some people at BlizzCon. Like the whole reason why I came to this community or, or came to know a lot of the people that I do and the people sitting here with me. Um, is my drive to find friends that I can come to a convention and uh, meet in in real life and share uh, a love of this game. Um, I'm one of those people, you know, if you wait long enough, uh, they'll tell you that uh, they used to be a vanilla player and they still are a player. Um, so I started long. back in vanilla. Doesn't take long. Doesn't take long <laughs> at all. No. Um, and a lot of my real life friends uh, stopped playing. You know, they fell off in in Burning Crusade. They fell off in Wrath of the Lich King. Uh, Might have come back a little bit in Cataclysm, but they fell off again. And I continue to have this love and this drive for the lore of the story of the the lore of World of Warcraft. That um, is just so much fun. I mean, we. I've got we've got quite an extensive collection of Warcraft figures and books and things like that and plushies and it's just I love I love the story and I love the the fantasy the world it's just such a a rich dynamic world to actually be able to go and live in anyway that long winded story there but that's that's kind of where where I come into the community here and 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 where you know the world of warcraft background comes for being a part of this podcast um but my D&D background um I've been playing for for quite a few years on and off um my earlier attempts at playing I have a tendency to kind of drift off and be a little bit bored it's like is it my turn yet is it my turn yet 
Is it my turn yet? I'm going to go play World of Warcraft. Um, but uh, 5e has really kind of changed that a bit. Um, playing with the, a good group of people as well uh, really helps with that. Um, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and as far as my character goes, uh, my choice for the character in this campaign, um, I kind of wanted to stick with the... One of my other D&D campaigns, I play like the tank. Uh, so I wanted something that wasn't a tank, that wasn't like a main priority character. I wanted somebody who was a little bit more fun, a little more adventurous. And what came to mind was a character I created actually back in Burning Crusade. I had a blood elf hunter by the name of Falcus. And he was my pretty boy. He was my fancy pants, uh, dramatic feigned deaths and his pets. And he was all very, you know, very just like I said, pretty boy. You know, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? And and I, I kind of had that idea of a character in my head for this campaign to be that that uh, avant garde type of uh, uh hunter, uh, kind of roguish kind of uh, uh, master of all trades sort of kind of character um and uh yeah um as far as kind of character beats go uh, i kind of pull a little bit from uh my one of my uh comedy heroes uh archer the tv show archer so uh that's kind of where some of this drive of this character's uh assholishness is kind of coming from if anything so there you go uh, there's there's something important I, I think that that uh, we didn't mention, y'all didn't mention, is that Ari and Falcus knows each other from the past, and uh, Ari is, you know, attached to Falcus in a you know Witcher bard type type of way, and and I, I imagine we'll see some um, some some resentment later on when it comes to that. From your character, do you mean? Well, there's only one other character here, isn't there? <laughs> well, why don't you tell me about them? Well, Casey, my real name is Summer, but my friends call me Sal. You can find me online. <laughs> no, uh, I'm Summer. Uh, I know all these people. I've worked with these people. I've hugged all these people. I know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons or Warcraft. That's an exaggeration, but... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I've been playing an elemental shaman for basically as long as you've been able to do it on the on the you know, alliance side because I don't play the bad guys at all. It's That's pretty important to me. I don't have alts. I've had the same character, Sal. She, she is me. I am her. Okay, so I, I got that. I got my, 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 my spell thrower, right? And, and I've been involving it, involved in, in podcasting for World of Warcraft almost exclusively for almost 10 years you know, on, on, on different shows, uh, guesting on different shows, having my own show. And, and I am thrilled, thrilled, thrilled that I am not organizing this, that I am not editing this, <laughs> that I am not writing it. I'm not bringing the people together and, and, that, and, and that, that Casey's doing this and not me. This is, I, I feel, I feel he's going to get his comeuppance on, on this, on something. I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, I, I got here today and I was like, wait a minute, there's no show notes. There's no, what I just, I mean, I mean, I studied my character, but that's all I do is sit down and play. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now for, uh, for Dungeons and Dragons, I, I, I'm not good at Dungeons and Dragons. I've played it for years. I've got uh, one other campaign 
going on right now. And in my my other no 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 I've got two, but the other one's on hold. So I'm playing a rogue, in, and not a rogue, a thief, whatever it is, <laughs> and and in one campaign, and a fighter in another. And here today, I'm playing a a, a barbarian. And if there's one thing that goes across all my characters in Dungeons and Dragons is that they're not spellcasters because I cannot be asked to do that much homework and figure that much out. I just want to hit stuff, hit it hard, and you know, uh, just be, be be either strong or have a lot of finesse. Or in this case, I am a Pandaren barbarian from. Pandaria, not the Wandering Isle. And I'm going to say that specifically because that's important. Um, because my character has a farming background, as a lot of Pandaren, like from Pandaria, do. And I have modeled my character after my brother, whose name is Butch. So my character's name is Butch. My brother's name is Butch. And I'm doing my best to speak like my brother. And even the, I'm a New Yorker, but I might have grown up in Texas. And my, my my brother Butch is the nicest, nicest guy you've ever met in your life. Whenever he, you know, whenever I ask him a question, his own sister, he says, yes, ma'am. He says, no, ma'am. He, he is such a wonderful, wonderful guy. And I think he's a good guy to... Uh, to, to you know, manipulate his voice on or something. I don't know. Um, I, I'll let him listen to this when I'm done, as long as I you know, do him justice. So I'm playing my brother as a Pandaren barbarian farmer. Uh, that's amazing. Um, I got to thank you guys for coming up with such cool characters because it, it does make it easier to you know, write a story and to incorporate stuff about your characters into the story when everyone is so unique and has so many different cool things going on and all that. I'm really glad that no one just picked, I want to be this bland thing that, you know, you all put a lot of work into what you're doing. So I appreciate that from a creative standpoint. Um, I started playing World of Warcraft right around the time that the South Park episode came out. <laughs> Ever since then, yeah, it's been a minute. Um, ever since then, I've been raiding on a variety of characters. I've done a lot of healing. Um, I've played most of the raids between Karazhan and the battle for Dazaralor, the first Karazhan. Um, I got my start with D&D listening to um, a Frog Pants Network show called There Will Be Dungeons, which comes highly recommended. They're a very, very good show. Um, after I started listening to that, I started to learn a little bit about how the game worked and you know what kind of went into it. Uh, and then I was invited to play briefly at a table that was hosted by Draven Dresden, which Amanda has already referenced. Uh, eventually, I grabbed the D&D starter set and I started DMing for some friends at home right around a year ago, maybe, do you think? Sounds about right. Um, so I'm still relatively new to this, but I think we're going to have a pretty good time. And I'm, I'm happy with what we've put together so far. And I'm happy with, you know, kind of where things are going to go. And it's I'm, I'm excited about it. So um, before we kick off for this upcoming episode, I wanted to drop a quick thank you to There Will Be Dungeons and Critical Role for being so, you know, first of all, so entertaining, but also a great deal of inspiration for how to 
create characters, how to, you know, what different dungeon master styles you can have, all these different events that you can put into games, as well as shows like DM Gives Inspiration, The Dungeon Dudes, and WebDM for giving me a lot of what I consider to be very valuable tools for world building, for story building, for, you know, ideas for all kinds of different nonsense and silliness that I expect to try to take advantage of to put into this silly project. Um, I also want to drop a big thank you to Pat Crane for all of the advice that he shared via the podcast Launchpad, and also to Coltrane for being kind enough to answer a couple of questions for me sort of on the down low that if those questions had been left unanswered, this probably wouldn't be happening right now. Um, it, it, I was I was stuck on some things that probably would have stopped the show dead in its tracks had he not jumped in and been like, oh, yeah, just this is how you this is how you would do it and go for it. You're going to it's going to be great. Um, so big, big thank you to him because that was super important. I think that's enough preamble. I'm going to say one more thing. I'm going to say one more thing. Uh, this is an entirely homebrewed uh, campaign made with an existing IP, sure, World of Warcraft, with existing rules. Yeah, okay, 5E. But but you are writing this yourself. And that's awesome. I want everyone to understand that, that you know, all the NPCs and all the... Uh, we, we had to... We, bar, I'm sorry, I used your gamer tag. Casey figured out... Um, you, you know, I said, I want to be a barbarian. Well, how do you make a barbarian... And wow, and and Casey in kind of invented what a barbarian, a, a panda barbarian might be, and I'm like, I don't want to play a monk, but but there's monkish you know kind of things in here, but it's not a monk, it's a barbarian, and it's awesome. So yeah, it's the creativity Kate, here is crazy. Yeah, Casey and I, you know, well. Uh, spent a lot of time talking about um, characters and such. We had a lot of time together uh, speaking about this kind of stuff. And I went through a couple different characters at first. I, I had a Tortolan, uh, uh, Tempest um, uh, Barbarian. What was it? Uh, I can't remember the name of the actual uh, uh, subclass for Barbarian, who I was thinking of like a uh, Enhancement Shaman. And um, I... As much as I love that kind of character idea, the Tortola in there, I just didn't know how to role play that that character. Um, but remembering back about my my Blood Elf Hunter from Burning Crusade, I I just like that's the character, like that's the one who I think I can really role play. And being you know kind of the hunter, I was like, well, how can I how can I change that, or how can I fit the five E rules into creating a World of Warcraft hunter? Granted, we can do some things where we can kind of reskin some existing abilities, um, or you know, in the case of home brewing, a couple abilities like we we've done for our races and our classes. Um, but I I actually went with a a rogue fighter. So he's not exactly a blood elf. He's actually a high elf, which there really is no difference between the two. Um, but that was kind of my closest thing to, to bringing that together and pulling that together um, to make like a marksmanship, uh, marksmanship hunter, um, which I thought was really a lot of fun and really cool. And, you know, continuing to evolve and, and grow and build this, this homebrew uh, story, I think is neat. Yeah, what's what people are going to realize, especially the people who are familiar with fifth edition as they listen to the show, is that the there's a lot about the races that have 
homebrew elements that make it feel more World of Warcraft. But the problem with that is um, it, it, it ended up landing on characters that were very overpowered in comparison to they are listen you guys are that's the that's the fact of the matter but all that means is i get to throw harder enemies at you earlier so it'll all balance out in the end anyway um but keep in mind that you know that's something that we were aware of going in uh and uh we we know that uh we know that some of the abilities you're gonna hear them and you're gonna be like that's something that a character can do yeah because why not like that's that's the whole point is "Eh, it'll be fun Real quick, I just want to say as someone who's very new to this game, like Casey has literally spent hours on the phone with me going over things. And Summer and Erica also, as you could probably tell last campaign, as I'm sitting here like, wait, what is this thing again? So I'm just very appreciative. Oh, for they didn't hear who, a lot of that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, I would have. <laughs> you sounded like, a, <laughs> I sounded like no an expert. Idea. It's fine. Um, but all three of you have been absolutely wonderful. So just thank you. But Casey, you have put in so much work with all of my questions. So thank you. Uh, the the other thing is that we're starting at level two. I, I think pe- people yeah. sh- sh- should probably know that. Um, it, it and that was a balance uh, decision on your part. Yeah, somewhat. It also like level two has more cool toys than level one. So okay, I was able to get my multi class running. Yeah. All right, so that'll do it for this week. I think. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you next time. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.